0: Welcome, friends, to Game Master's Studio, where we talk shop about running tabletop role-playing games. With us today is Jared and Ed, with your host,
1: Jerry. Hello, and welcome to Game Master's Studio, where we'll be talking tabletop role-playing games, tips and tricks that you can use to help bring your game at home up to the next level, Today's topic, we're going to be continuing our discussion on considerations for age groups, except this time looking at benefits and drawbacks for having a younger demographic filling out the bulk of your party. My name is Jerry, a.k.a. Frieden, host and moderator for the show today. And with me in the studio is Jared, a.k.a. DMF, proprietor of Mad Doc Designs, creator of the world of RAF and semi-professional
2: DM, and Ed. I don't want to grow up. I'm a and d kid. There are a dozen class and race combos that I could quest with. What? So today
1: we are talking, uh, coming back to age considerations, We're talking about a younger demographic. Um, this is looking at somebody uh, early 20s and under, um, someone who may not be self-sufficient in the world, yet not necessarily... Um, well, a full-time worker drone, broken down by the system already. Oh, <laughs> um, they have not transitioned into that that dread space of becoming a boring accountant.
2: Well, well way to keep things lively <laughs> and back on accountants again. Jeez.
1: it's a running gag now. Um, so yeah, I actually have have a bit to say about this because. Um, one of my games that I'm running now on a regular basis actually has two uh, preteens playing, and it's flavored the game in ways I was not expecting. And it's been a ton of fun to uh, yeah. to play with them. And there's some unique considerations and challenges, um, not only for a group that's uh, primarily composed of younger gamers, but also for groups that just happen to have younger gamers in them. Right. Um, So one of the first things, because we started to talk about this last time and we decided to to go back and the very tail end of last one, we were talking about scheduling um, and we also were talking about endurance. Mm -hmm. Um, Endurance energy is a boon for the youth. Um, You can have a a younger skewed group that can play for hours and hours and hours and hours and still want to keep going um, long after in a group of older gamers, maybe looking at, okay, well I got to work in the morning. I got to go home. I got to let the dog out. I got to pick up the kid from daycare.
0: I haven't had enough coffee for this shit. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. As a
2: diehard gamer, someone who absolutely loves gaming all the time. I am always envious of the endurance I had when I was in my twenties. Yeah. Uh, I used to be able. man. I had this game and like for, for two, for two weeks straight, basically we would game like there was like maybe one or two days we missed, but, We game for like 10 or 12 hours a night, every night going from like 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And like every day I'd be like, want to get together tonight and game some more? And everyone's like, sure, okay. You know, and it's just like, come on. Like I think of that now, you know, in my mid thirties. And I don't feel like I've lived a particularly hard life or anything, you know, but I'm just like, nope, that ain't happening again. I maybe do that once. you know. (laughs) ain't doing that anymore
0: Also, like when I was younger, I used to do like, oh i've been up all night oh well that's fine let me go to work again you yeah. know like i pulled like 24 48 hour days all the time because yeah. i could and what was the big deal now i'm like there's no way i'm even thinking about staying up all night now not unless i got three days to sleep after
1: <laughs> right in college should be hanging out or talking and the next thing you we know hey look sun's coming up oh want to go get breakfast
2: yeah uh, you know but even as a kid i uh uh in my teens, when I first started gaming, one of the gaming groups I came across uh, had sort of mixed ages, but most of them were, I think, uh, 30s-ish that I was, uh, maybe mid-30s-ish. And we would basically play, uh, we had, I, I mentioned this last time, two, one game on Sunday, one game on Monday, and then a game on a Wednesday or Thursday. And uh, the Wednesday or Thursday game, and actually the Monday game, would start like at 6 and would end at 9. And I always remember being, you know, 16 or 17 thinking, come on, let's play some more. Let's play some more. Let's play some more, you know, and looking around and everyone seemed a little bit more tired than I was. I'm like, how are they tired? It's only nine, nine o'clock, you know, now as an adult, I get it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again,
0: like, you know, like pulling those 24, 40 hour sessions, like, you know, like, well, what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to be tired now. Like it's, it's physically painful to be up that long. You know what I mean? Like after 24 hours, I'm just like, I hurt
1: now, being awake <laughs> now as an adult my bedtime is 10 30 but if i can get away with going to bed at nine i'm doing it yeah yeah.
0: it's not oh well i should be in, I sh- i'm supposed to be in bed at eight but i'm going to stay up till 10 30 it's like i could stay up as late as i want and i want to go to bed now <laughs> yeah how times
1: be a changing <laughs> um and and actually i think that endurance is a huge boon because right here, here that we got first on the list of of the drawbacks for the younger groups is focus.
2: Yeah.
0: Speaking of me, tired and shit. It's <laughs> just a natural thing now. Yeah, I'm like three Mountain Dews, and I'm like, oh man, I'm well. It's been an hour. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Back to bed. I woke up today. I'm tired.
1: <laughs> you can have a you can have a younger group that sits down in place for six hours and doesn't get as much done as an older group that sits down in place for two and a half. Right. Because you know the older group can stay on task. They can stay focused. They're not running off to, to grab food or grab a drink or hit the bathroom or whatever. Yeah. You know, we're coordinating that this is what we're doing now we're playing. We will take a break at some point and then we can do all that other stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, And just to sort of touch on, I know we touched on it last episode, but, uh, you know there are always exceptions to the rule, but we're just sort of talking generalized terms. Yeah. Um, but definitely, you know, uh, when yo- as a younger gamer, like i always remember, I was very focused on the game, but I'm also very uh, uh, addicted to gaming. That's a really bad way of saying. Well, it. I, mean, you're, I you're love. Gaming. I love very
0: story driven.
2: I love gaming. I love the story. I love you know. I, w- I will say that
1: doing that. That among the three of us here, Ed by far has the most desire to be gaming multiple times. Yeah. Like, I mean, we all like good quality gaming,
2: but Ed, also wants quantity. Yes. I, I, I'd search for quantity in gaming as well. Not to, not to say that any of the games that I'm in don't have quality. They're all good games. Yeah. Yeah. But you what?
1: four games a week or no, no, no. I only have four four different regular games.
2: Yes. Four different regularly scheduled games. I have one Saturday nights, one uh, uh, Monday nights, and then, I have two monthly games um, on Saturdays. And actually, uh, there is a game uh, on another day uh, occasionally that we do that uh, we, we might hint at at some point in the future here. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it at the end of the show.
0: Yeah, maybe Uh-oh. we'll bring it uh, up. That that is—it's a perfect example of uh, you know, like what we were talking about though. With like you know, as you get older, you have more responsibilities. Like though, Ed is in our age group; he has less resp- you know, life responsibilities. So even yeah, though he is in our our age group, he kind of falls more into that younger kind of category where you have, yeah, he- like, you don't have any kids. You know, Not that you know, none of us you know, on this podcast have any kids, but. You know, I, though I could be gaming four or five times a week, I have several projects that I'm involved in that right. I'm trying to take serious, yeah. you know, including editing this podcast. <laughs>
2: yeah. You have, you, know. you have a lot more projects, uh, you know, um, I think you both probably have a lot more things, uh, responsibilities than I do. I, you know, I, Jerry, I know I'm, you, you have your own place.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, actually, I, actually, I live
2: with a roommate essentially, but actually in in my
1: case, the big one that's that's stopping me from gaming is work. Because I have to, oh, I may have to shift my hours. I may have to change things around. I may have to be responsible for things. So I I can't have as much free time just because I need to be thinking about how much I have to work and how better my job is that I'm not stuck being an accountant somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Jeez. like my,
0: I kind of, I, I consider myself to kind of fall into like more of the kiddish kind of bracket too, where like I, though I have a full time job, I have, you know, I spend a lot of my free time, yeah. you know, like doing, you know, my own thing like i have right. several youtube projects that are involved in i have a let's play channel with jim and you know they, doing game bound i got yeah. you know game master studio i got after life studios so you know i got mad, the doc Pod, you know, mad doc design so like i'm involved in a lot of extracurricular stuff that could be replaced with gameplay but just i'm you know i'm focused on you know these other youtube and podcast based projects
2: you know and again like we keep saying there's exceptions to the rule you know, we're all, you know, mid to late thirties, you know, um, some of us only game a few times. Some of us game more. We have pro you know, varying projects, you know, we all certainly feel the burden of being tired more than we were in our youth, but, you know, you know, so you're uh, listeners, you're probably not necessarily going to fall into one category or another. You might find yourself as an older person who has, you know, more free time on their hands or whatnot. Uh, you might find yourself as a kid who's more mature than you're, the group that you're in. So those are definitely things to consider. Um actually the one what I thought you
1: were actually going to originally go for when you were talking about and as we mentioned last time, because we were talking about focus. Yeah. And we we're talking about focus getting derailed last time. Yeah,
2: and we just got derailed, so this is a great
1: way to segue that. It is. It is a way to bring it back that we kind of we got way off topic. Relevant that, derailing, but derailing. Yeah. 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 And getting way off topic is going to happen more often with with a it's younger like we group. planned
2: it no i don't think, think we, we planned, planned it much of anything did we plan it guys no we didn't plan it all right um yep. no definitely uh uh the planning for or yeah jerry will scribble down some notes yeah. i've done it occasionally or short-term fun we don't we don't make jared do it because he does all the editing so yeah. so, my so notes and are we, after the fact <laughs> and we need a lot of editing so,
1: so let's talk about short-term fun sure um this is one of the benefits of the younger group and that is they're they're going to be in the moment they're going to be like this oh, is yeah. cool because it's cool right now um when they're engaged they're going to be there they may do stuff that may not seem like it's a big achievement but to them that's really cool
2: yeah definitely yeah
0: i remember being younger you know like being totally in the moment like to me also like i think it's actually like i would like you're playing a game where you have two preteens in your group i would actually like i think that would be pretty cool to go back you know to now as an adult you know with my experience to actually dm for some preteens because like i'm thinking back to when i was a player you know as a preteen teenager i just like i remember like you could have read me like a book. You know what I mean? Like when mm-hmm. I was excited, it was obvious I was excited, right. you know, where you have a table full of adults. Like we're so used to just like, you know, maintaining our emotions yeah. most times. Like even if you're really enjoying the game, it might look like everyone's getting ready to fall asleep. <laughs>
2: right. And I think as an older group, you sort of look forward to almost like the long form of the storytelling. Yeah. You know, the, you're there to, you know, play with your friends. Of course, you know, any gamer really is there to play with their friends, but if you're into the story, you want to see how things develop. You want to see what happens in certain situations. You want to see, you want to see the world grow and change. Exactly. But as, as a kid, you don't may, may not care about that. As a younger player, you want to see my, what, what can my character do. What's the fun thing I could do in this situation? My last session, uh, the two the two younger players who are playing the two
1: fighters of the group, yeah. um, essentially got into an impromptu race scaling the cliff to see who could get to the giant first. Yeah. And that was just, for them, that was like, just see who can make it, which was hilarious when the thief overtook both of them and flew, <laughs> kind of flew past because he doesn't get a penalty to his climb speed.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, again, like, uh, you know, when I'm thinking back to, like, when I'm getting, ex- you know, when I would get excited into games, like, I remember, like, especially, like, um, one of the games, we were all basically all just sitting around on couches and whatever, like, lounging around a living room, not so much sitting around a table. And all of a sudden, like, I'm getting like, you know, getting really excited. So I'm getting fidgety in my seat. And like, I end up like kind of rearranging myself. So like all of a sudden, like I'm up on my feet a little bit, almost like I'm like, I'm sitting on my feet, but almost up on my toes, like, like almost falling out of you know the couch just because like, <laughs> I'm excited and I'm literally like on the edge of my seat, you know, you know, I'm sure my face is probably a glow and I'm getting all animated and stuff like that, you know, just like, cause I'm a kid and I'm excited. My adrenaline's pumping and you know, yeah. and I'm like, I'm getting fidgety and stuff, you know, but whereas an adult, you're just like. Adrenaline rush. Cool. That'll keep me up for another 10 minutes. (laughs) Right.
2: No, that's, that's, that's definitely something. And when I I remember being a young gamer, uh, I, when we would have a gaming session, uh, you know, things would be cool. And then I'd go home and I would think about the session and I'd spend the entire week until the next session thinking about, Oh, what am I going to do in this situation? What's going to happen when we meet this bad guy or this villain, or what am I going to do there? And of course, none of it came true, but I was just always thinking of that. I I don't want to say I don't do that anymore. Of course, I think about the games that I'm playing in and how interesting they are. But as an adult, I think oh, the one liners you'll quip. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But as an adult, I think I compartmentalize it. I guess probably just being an adult. That's just a natural thing. It's like, oh, yeah, that's that's my gaming thing. I'm not thinking about that right now. You know, whereas a kid, that was kind of all I was thinking about because it's the coolest thing in my life. Yeah. Oh, that sounds sad. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: that's what you look forward to. You know, that, that was your excitement. You brought up a uh, a point that that's just kind of as a general GMing tip, mm-hmm. uh, the body language, the players. Uh, I was reading online talking about using that in the moment to see how engaged somebody is. Because if you ask somebody afterwards, they'll almost always either downplay it or exaggerate like afterwards they'll be like oh yeah yeah it was a fun game and but during the game they're like come on get him get him yeah, yeah, a yeah. poker player is a valuable skill as a gm yeah but you read want people yeah <laughs> you, yeah you want to you know you read people see where they're interested and just see where okay maybe you know i need to bring dave in a little bit i know dave likes you know likes the big challenges so there's going to be a big beefy guy in the next oh encounter. dave
0: but yeah, you know, you're, again, yeah, you're looking, and I think what we might probably mention this a little bit, like, you know, the whole, like, knowing your players thing yeah. in the past, but like, yeah, you want to make sure you're engaging your players. But you that's know, just if
1: you, kind you, of a general GMing tip. And yeah. with, with younger players, it's easier to read that. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, l- younger players don't, are they're not trying to hide it. They're, you know, and they're not naturally hiding it. You know, it's it's just, uh, you're getting a much more natural, authentic response. Whereas adults, either we're used to trying to hide it, or we just intuitively... Just do it just because like after 30 years of being alive, you know, jumping up out of our seats, not as appropriate.
2: <laughs> yeah. Or even, even, even just, okay, well maybe I'm, maybe I'm just naturally not as excitable as I was before. Exactly. You know, like you, you know, it's the whole, it's I'm, the whole I'm constant- having fun. I'm enjoying what we're doing, but I'm not sitting on the edge of my seat because it's not as compelling as when I was younger.
0: Right. Exactly. It's the whole, yeah. it's the whole general desensitizing. <laughs> Yeah, that we all go through. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, when I was 20 and I used to listen to metal, I was headbanging to everything I listened to. Now I listen to stuff and I'm just kind of like, I might rock my head. Yeah, but, that's but like if I headbang, like,
1: you know, I'm like, oh man, I got a headache. <laughs> but you have to learn, you have to learn to read different cues. Yeah. Um, I have one of my players in the game who's not, she's not extremely animated, um, but I know that if I've in an encounter ticked her off, gotten under her skin, when it gets to her point, her turn she's already got the die in the hand ready to roll <laughs> if she's if she we have to go hey you know it's your turn to go or hey what are you doing then okay she's not as much into it but yeah. you can you can tell when she's snapped and engaged and yeah
0: you know, yeah i would say you know it, it wouldn't hurt for the average person or the average gm to Maybe read a book or hit some YouTube channels on like you know some body language reading. But the general thing that you want to look for is eye contact, yeah. you know, general engagement. Like you know, how much are they paying attention? The more they're paying attention, the more interested in they are what's going on. Are they leaning forward? I are was just going to say back? the other big thing to do is like if if they're you know physically the closer they are under the table, if they're leaning you know into the table, if their arms are on the edge of the table and they're really leaning in, then they're super engaged. They're, they're because people are going to create space from things that they're not interested in and close space with things that they are interested in. So again, like Jerry was saying, if they're leaning back, if their heads kind of back and they just, they're creating as much physical space between you and the table or between them and the table or between them and you, then they're less interested. They're more bored, but arms if crossed create a
1: barrier between yeah. them and,
0: but, you know, if they're like literally on the edge of their seat and they, you know, they're, their eyes are wide and they're making eye contact and they're leaning into the table, you know, and they're just like they have dice in hand, they're, they're hanging on your every word, then obviously, you know, you got them. But those are just some general things to look for.
2: And I think one of the things that comes along with the whole fun aspect is probably uh, less, I guess, dependence on the rules themselves. I think that's one of the topics we have listed down there too is, I, is rules. We,
1: we do kind of have that under a mixed bag because yeah. there's, there's on the one hand, um, you know, we can do stuff without worrying about what do the rules say. Yeah. You, you can know, just I tell
2: have, a story and have fun with it. Yeah, you know, I had one of my players
1: trying to lasso a gargoyle that was flying around because he was getting flyby attacks and wasn't provoking attacks of opportunity. So like, let's bring him down to the ground. And I'm like, there's not really a rule in there for that, but let's try and see let's how do it, it works. It. Yeah. On the other hand, the downside of that is they're going to be trying to do weird and outlandish stuff, and you got to figure out how that works on the fly.
2: Yeah, but for younger players, that I think you should sort of promote that. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You don't you, you know, don't want
1: to shut them down,
2: right? And um, I think we're going to be doing an episode coming up on uh, uh, improvising your your encounters and whatnot. Mostly yeah. going to be about scaling right in the middle of an encounter, but definitely things like that we can talk about. But as far as rules go, I mean. Sometimes you just want to have fun. I remember my first couple of games when I was 12. We had a couple of the books. Didn't really know any of the rules. We just played. My buddy made up a, a quote-unquote dungeon, and we just went through it. And he, we just made stuff up as we went. And when I was going to pick my character, because he was going to run the game, I was going to play it. When I picked my character, he let me look through the monster manual. And, of course, I landed on the coolest thing I could find, which was the Tarask. And I said, can I play that? And he just shrugged and said, sure, why not? So, I mean, it's just it's just fun, as, you know,
1: as long as you didn't choose to play a dread
2: accountant, a dread accountant. You are <laughs> man. You were on these accountants. Oh, the viewers at home. None of us here are accountants. So I'm not sure why he's bringing this up and harping on them so much. Maybe he knows it's an accountant that he's had a lifelong feud with. That might just, be it. it's just
1: it's just Is stereotypical. It, it was, I needed to come up with a stereotypical boring job. Oh, last, man. Last episode, and now it's just become a running would tell you, joke.
0: Ben Affleck would prove to you that de- being an accountant is not a boring job. <laughs> you know, I just... I we just, brought that up last
1: episode, too. You so. know, I just, I um, just
2: want to say... To all of our uh, listeners out there who may be accountants, that is only Jerry's views. That does not represent all the views of uh, Game Jerry's Master views Studio. does not represent you know
0: the opinions of Game Master Studios <laughs> and is uh, not representative of this channel. <laughs> and we're
2: going to harp on him as long as we can about it.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, on the rules thing, uh, trying to quickly come back around on, yeah. on top. Uh, I, yeah, I had something I
1: wanted
2: to say. Yeah, okay, to you go for,
0: go,
1: go, okay, go go go. Um, this is uh, something f- regarding. Regarding rules and the kids doing stuff that may not keep saying kids, the younger gamers, a younger demographic that may not necessarily be playing by the conventional standards is as a GM, it's important to step in to protect their independence. Yes, Um, I've I play with it's a mixed group. And this we had a situation where. We had wargs attacking and they had cultists shooting at them from the darkness. And the cultists had hit one of the fighters with an arrow and the fighter decides he's going to shoot back. And some of the other adults are like, well, if you're firing, you're firing into the darkness. You can't see them. You don't know where they are. You're going to have a hard time hitting them. Just help us handle the wargs over here and then we'll go after them. And, you know, I stepped in and I explained, you know, you can shoot. If you want to shoot, you can shoot the wargs. You can see them; it's a straight roll. If you're shooting the cultists in the Cult of darkness, it will be disadvantage. But you can try if that's what you want to do. You know, and ultimately, yeah. the, he chose to do the tactically less optimal maneuver of shooting into the darkness. This is what he wanted to do. Yeah. And he rolled with disadvantage and got like a 17. So he wound up nailing somebody hurting him really bad. He was really happy. A couple of the adults were a little soured on the fact that he did what he, <laughs> he was wasn't successful. supposed to. And he was successful. <laughs> um, yeah. But I felt it was really important for me as a DM. You know, you're playing the game. You're an independent player playing an independent character. The choice is yours. Um, especially where kids are so conditioned to listen to adults and do what the adults tell them to, you need to make sure that they are aware that those choices are theirs, but they will have to own up for any consequences.
0: Right. Yeah, and that's an important thing, which we actually talked about in another episode, you know, players trying to play other people's characters, you know what I mean? So that's, exactly. that's just it's something to avoid in general. And that's absolutely a good place, like you said, for a, a GM to step in and and just kind of guard their independent you know, their independence really, you know, in general, their individuality, like let, you know, let the kid, let it let where a kid can be a kid. And like, this is Chuck E. Cheese, man. Like, let's be all, let's all be Chuck E. Cheese.
2: And and that <laughs> that might be one of the differences between, you know, say older gamers as opposed to younger gamers, older gamers, maybe in this particular example, being ga- people who have been gaming for a while, they want to do the more efficient thing. Yeah. And a lot of older game, you know what? I, I've been guilty of this myself. I'll, I'll, When I fall into the uh, uh, leader of the characters in a gaming group, a lot of times my character will give out a couple of commands here or there, which it is in character. But at the same time, it's also saying, hey, I think my idea is probably better than yours or whatever you're going to do. So I I try not to do it too much. uh, So I I have been guilty of that. But that's something you want to make sure that you're looking out for is, you know, let everyone sort of do their own thing. And especially when it comes to kids. you're playing in a mixed group you know you get a couple of parents and a couple of kids kind of like you're running jerry i think you're doing uh, as far as you're telling me you're doing a a great job with that just making sure the kids get their input and get to do their own thing
0: yeah i think you're going to notice that a lot i mean just whether you're an experienced gamer or not like i think you know the the more um the the older adults are just going to try to be more tactically sound they're going to try to be more strategic they're going to put a lot more thought process into it they're not thinking about being cool they're thinking about getting the job done Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, you know, we want to be as efficient as possible. We don't want to use up all our heels. We don't want to use up all our, you know, our resources. We want to get the job done without anyone dying. Right. Whereas kids are going to be looking for like, they're going to be looking for those cool moments. You know what I mean? Yes. They're going to be like, but it would be awesome if I climbed up the frigging giant and stabbed him in the eye instead of standing back and letting the wizard fireball him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and that's one of those things where like, where you kind of come into the again, this the situation where like the rules don't matter as much, you know, and they shouldn't matter as much when you're, you know, especially when you're playing with a younger group. And it's funny that it's intuitive for younger groups, but it needs to be taught to older groups. Like we've spent a lot of time saying, just because it says it in the rules doesn't mean it can't be done or, or, or just, you know, just because, you know, um, you don't need to roll for every little thing. We had a full episode. Yeah, exactly. You know, like there, you know, like I spend a lot of time, like, you know, letting my players know that like, I encourage cool moments. You know, you tell me that you're doing something cool and I'm not going to penalize you for it. I'm going to encourage it. You know, I might not always give you advantage for something, but you know, if I think it's really awesome or like right up your alley, I might give you advantage for it. Like if we're playing like fifth edition, but, you know, old school D&D, it would be like, oh, well, you want to do something really cool? Well, you're going to have to make 13 checks in order to pull that off. You know, oh, it's going to be God really man. hard, you know. And again, I might not always make it easy for you. I, you, you might have to make a couple checks, but yeah. I'm going to usually encourage it. So even if I make you make a couple checks, I might give you advantage. But I want those cool moments. You know, I want you to say, I know technically there's no rule for me you know, to, to jump up and kick this goblin into another goblin and then, then it falls off the cliff and then the other goblin falls on that d- dude and I end up killing two goblins with one kick knocking him off a cliff. There's no mechanic for that mm-hmm. per se, but you tell me you're going to do it and make an attack roll. Right. I want to see it. Let's do it. Well, Sounds think- cool.
2: And I, I think that is sort of the one of the differences between, you know, older, more mature players and younger players as humans we're natural problem solvers. That's what we try to do. But once we sort of understand, I guess, the mechanics behind it, or even just have the life experience to sort of kind of get what's going on, that's where older gamers will tend to be a little bit more efficient, at least when it comes to their strategy and ideas. You know, I guess it depends. Again, it depends on the person where younger players may not, you know.
1: Well, I also kind of just see that as, you know, the 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 longer-term gamer quickly learns that, oh, I can dispatch goblins just by hitting them with my axe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't need to do anything but hit them with my axe. You know, 20 years later, here's a goblin. Oh, well, it's axe time. Yeah. And they're not thinking about, well, what else could I do in this situation?
0: Right, yeah. So it's one of those, again, where, like, in my opinion, you know, rules meets imagination. You know what I mean? Like, where those two kind of, con- they can collide and they can work together. Yeah. But, you know, the the older group is going to tend to lean more towards the rules and less away from the imagination. And the younger group is going to tend to lean more towards, you know, the imagination and less worry about the rules. You know, as an adult, you're typically going to know all the rules and special abilities you know, around the game and around your character. You're like, you know, it's in it's. This is, you know, just like going to my job, I need to know what I'm doing. So I'm going to know all the rules and I'm going to know these, this criteria that I'm programmed to follow the rules. Cause you know, I, when I go to work, I have to follow the rules in life. I have to follow the rules. It's just, I'm programmed into being a lawful, good lawful, neutral sort of player <laughs> you right. know what i mean yeah a person. person whereas yeah. a kid is going to be more on the neutral and chaotic side because they're going to live by their imagination and again we're talking generalities and stereotypes but you know they're gonna be like rules screw the rules i gotta friggin i'm gonna jump kick this thing right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that sounds cool and it makes sense my to fighter's me. gonna
2: go wrestle the owlbear damn it
0: yeah it's <laughs> like how cool would it be if i jump up on this dragon and grab it by the tooth and wrestle it to the ground yeah. by its tooth you know what i mean like uh,
2: frigate, let's do like it. Like, yeah, that would be awesome, actually. Let me figure out how you can do that. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, okay. You know, and the adults, you know, the, the the older group are going to be like, well, there's no rule for that. You can't do that. You know, right. but the kids are going to be like, well, why can't I?
1: Right. So uh, help me. I have a problem. I can't stop suplexing owlbears. You well,
0: know, I like to live in a world where, like, the rules are the baseline. You know, I want that those younger kid moments where, like, you're, like, thinking outside the box yeah. and 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 you're having those cool imaginative creative moments so again it's kind of interesting seeing how like you know one kind of leans towards you know each you know like one group leans towards a different direction so the older group leans towards the rules that I want to live in typically you know as as my foundation and they're not as intuitive to go towards what where the kids kind of live for their foundation right
2: yeah now uh before we continue I'd sort of like to get back around to the uh the the, the where we were talking about letting not playing on another player's player. I actually have something that's sort of similar to that. Right. As a younger player, I remember some of the older players, uh, and I think just as adults were just, you know, naturally had maybe a better train of thought or were just more confident in their speech, but they would talk over me as a younger player a lot. Like every time I thought I had an idea, someone would sort of interrupt and say, well, what what about this or that? So that's just something that I kind of remember from my own youth. So maybe if you are playing in a uh, playing in or running a group where there's older players and younger players, either via age or via experience. Then, you know, I think we talked about this when we talked about, you know, shining the spotlight on everybody. Just make sure no one's really talking over you anyone. You don't want to be dismissive
0: and, of other people is really what i yeah, Because them trying exactly. to talk over you is basically them being dismissive of you.
2: There's going to be a natural amount of it that just happens, yeah, you know. Uh, but uh, definitely make sure to look out for that. So that's just something since we're talking about different age categories and playing i wanted to sort of yeah up.
0: yeah it, it definitely applies because again you know different you know, especially in a mixed group like what we've, we've touched on a few times with jerry's group being a mixed group
1: it's important what else we got so, none on the list um well one one more that we do have on the list is commitment
2: yeah I, you know commitment can be a problem for younger players a lot of it'll have to of course do with you know whether or not they're allowed to go but yeah. some of it is you know you know i remember as a kid trying stuff thinking i was gonna love it and then didn't for yep. me, gaming wasn't it. But for some, for some kids, gaming is it. And I, I Your friends kinda, are really into it, so you want to go try it. But you're like, eh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think that kind of feeds back into like what we talked about before. We're like, if they're having fun in the moment, if they have, you know, that's why like they kind of need to have fun every session. Yeah, okay. I think I think it was more in the pre-show that we talked about this, but like they need to have fun every session. The second they're not having fun, is the second they're going to stop showing up. Because yeah. let, let's face it. Like, I was the same way when I was a kid. Like I, I wasn't really committed to anything. If I wasn't having fun, I wasn't going to be there. Right. I didn't feel committed to anything. I didn't feel like, you know, like I didn't understand the whole concept of like giving my word, you know what I mean? Like, especially in that kind of situation, it's not like I said, I promise I will be here every Tuesday to play D &D. and D. And
1: you you also just have the case of the, you know, the kids aren't necessarily going to realize that, Oh, I'm not there, which means that the game isn't going to go as smoothly. You know, they're not going to have the help that they need. You know, they need that cleric there slinging heels. Yeah. Because the cleric is the most important member of any party.
0: Plus, we're also talking about, you know, an age group where you like, you know, the opposite gender is always going to take priority or typically the opposite gender. Whatever gender you're interested in, you know, like relationship wise. Yeah. Like, you know, if there's a group of guys that you are all be, header, be a little you more
2: know, PC about that. <laughs> whatever you're interested in,
0: whatever you're interested <laughs> in. But, you know, like, you know, if if I was, you know, was supposed to be at a and d game, but a girl was like, hey, do you want to go, you know? See a movie with me? I'll be like, fuck yes, fuck D and D. Yeah,
1: (laughs) this is of course a purely hypothetical situation. I don't think there is any girl that would ever show any interest in Jared. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I've never had a girlfriend. That's harsh. You're almost
2: being as harsh on him as you are on accountants. What's wrong with you today? Am I an accountant? Is that a metaphor for me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Accountants are a metaphor for Jared.
1: No,
2: I know the one of the actually the first group that I mentioned when I I joined when I was sixteen. They actually were very strict. So that's one of the things that got me into scheduling for gaming. They were very strict huh. about it. That's um, unusual for but because, a younger group. No, because most of them were actually older. So this oh, group okay. skewed towards being an older group. <laughs> gotcha. So one well, of the rules for me joining it was you have to be committed to come every every week. If and
0: I wonder if that would, that might have even been an exclusive rule for you because you were younger. That knowing it, that you it, would probably well, be less likely to...
2: I did see it affect other players as well. Okay. But yes, that was definitely something they made sure was, that I was aware of. Yeah. Was it
1: one of those things that's like, if you miss a session, you're out?
2: Not necessarily out, but my character might have died. Definitely two two sessions, my character's dead. You know, if if I knew I was going to miss a session and I told them I just can't make it, they were usually okay with it. But, you know, you miss a couple sessions in a row. Well, you come back, well, your character's dead. You know, you miss a handful of sessions, don't come back, you know, or we'll let you come back, but you keep missing he's sessions, you're, you're, you're leaving, you know. They were a lot more strict about it. Of course, from their aspect, this kid wants to join. We don't know if he's committed. So we got to make sure that he knows we're going to lay down the
0: law. If I was a a mostly adult group and I had this kid that wanted to join, I would make sure and clarify, like, look, this is a commitment. Like I would do that, you know, even though I don't normally clarify it to my group because we're all adults here and I consider, you know, if you're making a commitment, you're making a commitment, but that's kind of, again, the, the, the frame of mind. Like I'm an adult. If I say I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? So but when other
2: adults say they're going to be there, then we you, just assume you, you, yeah
0: that they you will. assume they're the same thing. <laughs> but again, knowing how I was when I was a kid, I would clarify that with a kid. So yeah. it doesn't, you know, that makes sense to me. You know, this is, this is something that you're, you're saying you're going to do. And yeah. it's time for you to learn how to be a man.
2: <laughs> and now, you're going to do that. Now play for- this princess. <laughs> 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 you're going to learn how to be an adult by playing this by playing this fantasy game for kids. <laughs> it is time for
1: you to learn how to be a man, woman, and or other non-specified
2: gender of your choice. And maybe not even human. Right. No, it's time for you to learn how to be a man or a dwarf or an elf. Maybe even a half-orc, whatever you prefer.
1: <laughs> All right. So, well, we're going to wrap it up there for this week. Uh, Thank you for joining us We're in our discussions. If you'd like to get in touch with us and let us know what you think about working with younger gamers in the group or experiences you've had or questions you want assistance with, definitely feel free to get in touch with us. Uh, We are available on Twitter, GMS studios. We're on Facebook. You can like comment and subscribe. Definitely feel free to look us up on Patreon and support us. Uh, patreon.com slash game master studio we have a blog running there with information about upcoming projects and sneak peeks that you can get to uh before they are officially released and of course we're here with new episodes every week talking about uh running games and bringing them up to the next level and with that we will bid you farewell and see you the next time that we are in the studio